Welcome to the 25th episode of our podcast series for advisors considering the independent space. Today's episode is Push versus Pull, understanding and responding to the key drivers behind a move to independence. I'm Mindy Diamond, and this is Mindy Diamond on Independence. This podcast is available on our website, diamond-consultants.com, and on wealthmanagement.com, as well as iTunes and other resources. In our last episode, I talked with David Cantor, head of Fidelity's RIA segment, about a few recent big breakaways and the thought process that drove their decisions to move to independence. So in today's episode, I thought we'd look more closely at these motivators and answer a question we hear often. What's inspiring folks to jump ship from where they've built their life's work to pursue other firms or even business models? Historically, when an advisor decided to change jerseys, it was because the weight of frustration and pain in the status quo became too much of a burden. Said another way, it was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. The most typical pain points were almost always related to a loss of control, things like heavy-handed compliance, leaving advisors feeling particularly vulnerable, too much bureaucracy, comp changes, negative press surrounding the firm, a change in management, or technology and platform bottlenecks. Today, while these same things tend to serve as impetus to push an advisor out of the nest, More often than not, we're seeing an increasing number of advisors and teams being pulled, as opposed to pushed, towards new opportunities. That is, moving by choice, despite being happy enough in many cases. Here's the thing. When an advisor is choosing to leave the familiarity and relative comfort of a traditional brokerage firm, instead of being pushed by limitations and angst, It's hard to make a case for moving from one major firm to another because there just isn't enough different about Morgan Stanley versus UBS or Merrill Lynch versus Wells Fargo. In the days when the wirehouses were offering the biggest and best recruiting deals, an advisor might have had the incentive to overlook the imperfections inherent in the wirehouse model and justify the move as an opportunity to monetize his business. But with those deals today paling in comparison to what's being offered by the likes of First Republic, J.P. Morgan Securities, RBC, and Ameriprise, and the leveling of the playing field with respect to regional firms and independents from a platform and capabilities perspective, the pulls often point an advisor toward independence. In fact, by our count, Of the 19 moves made by billion-dollar-plus teams leaving traditional brokerage firms between January 1st and June 30th of this year, nine went independent. To look at that a little more carefully, it's astounding that 19 moves were made at this level, that 19 top-of-the-food chain folks moved at all. It's more astounding that almost half of them opted to build their own firms. 
Why am I focusing on billion-dollar-plus teams only? Because typically they serve as a proxy for the rest of the industry. And so if 19 billion-dollar-plus teams moved in a six-month period, there were many others at all levels following in the same footsteps. The caliber and quality of those in this club, specifically the billion-dollar-plus club, is awesome. And we believe, again, that it serves as a proxy for what's going on throughout the industry, that is, advisors at all levels all over the country. So what are the pulls that are enticing so many advisors and their teams to go independent? Here are some of the things we hear. I want to be a business owner. I want to build an enduring legacy and grow my practice further through recruiting and acquisitions. I want that legacy to include family members and next-generation folks I trust. I want to offer my clients a more customized service model. I want to be able to shop the street for anything and everything from lending, structured products, alternatives, trust capabilities, insurance, investment banking, and just about anything else. I want to do this to be able to create competition for price and service for my clients, to be able to offer them best in class in every category across the board. I value freedom and control more than anything. I'm tired of the conflicts of interest often inherent in a traditional brokerage model. And the list goes on. While the entrepreneurial bug may have bitten an advisor years ago, the industry landscape likely wasn't robust enough at that time to support his interests. In fact, I will be interviewing in an upcoming episode an advisor by the name of Gil Baumgarten, who first got the bug and interest in independence and in fact met with Schwab 10 years before he actually pulled the trigger. It'll be interesting. You'll hear the story from him directly about what took so long and what finally prompted him to do so. But opportunity is often the biggest motivator. And as the waterfall of possibilities in the independent space has expanded exponentially, dreams can easily turn into reality. Further, we expect the momentum of the breakaway movement to continue and even accelerate. It feels like a perfect storm. Advisors at traditional brokerage firms are feeling pushed to their limits because of frustrations and limitations, and those same folks are pulled to at least explore independence because of the following. As we've said many times throughout the series, there has been a whole cottage industry born to support the breakaway advisor, so there's more robust support and more likelihood that an advisor can offer a fully built-out and bespoke experience to his clients. The space has been validated, independence that is, many times over, as weekly we watch the industry's elite plant the entrepreneurial flag and success begets success. Client awareness has increased exponentially as the word fiduciary becomes more mainstream and clients are being educated about what the multifamily office model is, 
where an advisor can access best of breed or best in class for any product or solutions. Unfettered product access has definitively accelerated in the past five years. Advisors are increasingly aware of the value creation opportunity of business ownership. That is, the ability to accumulate real wealth by building equity in one's own firm. The influx of capital to the space has been enormous as private equity firms, private investors, banks, lenders, and even regional firms want a piece of the action. This makes it possible for any breakaway to unlock as much liquidity as he needs up front in order to fund his startup and replace unvested deferred comp. Technology has definitely leveled the playing field between big brokerage firms and RIA firms. And finally, advisors embrace the notion of building a customized, bespoke, client-centric firm where they free themselves from the limitations and bureaucracy of being an employee. Look, at one time or another, we've all been sucked into what we call the negativity vortex, that dark place where one is mired in a world of inertia and the feeling of being stuck. I've always looked at the negative pushes in any situation as an opportunity. I see them as signals that something needs to change. I see them as gifts, actually, and they always spur me to action. Mind you, change may be nothing more than coming to a place of acceptance of your current reality, or it could be about physically moving from one place to another. Either way, when you take the time to proactively evaluate a situation, you feel better because you become an active participant in your life and much more in control of your destiny. Think of it as a process that will take you from anxiety to curiosity about what options lie elsewhere, from self-honesty about your own needs, goals, and appetite for change, and finally, to education about the current waterfall of possibilities to clarity. The last one is the most important phase because it allows an advisor to compare and contrast the bird in the hand against other options, free from the filter of anxiety and fear. Mind you, the exercise of getting educated doesn't mean that you're definitively going to move. It's not a commitment to anything except educating yourself and proactively filling yourself with the knowledge you need in order to eventually make a decision. Gathering all these thoughts leads to action. The action question is, do I stay or do I go? And yes, the decision to stay is an action just as much as the decision to go. Realize this. We all feel pushed at times, but for every push, there is a pull. That is the ability to run toward something better and not simply away from something bad or even worse, staying put because it feels like there just isn't anything better enough. While the pushes may be the initial impetus for restlessness, 
The reality is that the ultimate decision to stay or go should always be based upon the pulls. And those pulls cannot be uncovered without some level of soul-searching, self-awareness, self-honesty, and a strategic plan to guide you. Here's an important final thought, though. It's your choice whether you want to allow your destiny to be pushed in whatever direction it chooses, or are you willing to do what you need to rise above that negativity vortex and choose the path that the positive pulls guide you towards? So for now, I'll leave you with that to think about. In our next episode, I'll be speaking with Jim Dixon, a former division head at Merrill Lynch, a breakaway himself, who left to form Sanctuary Wealth Partners. Jim's vision was to create a firm rich in client service capabilities and free of the constraints and controls that limit larger firms. And that he did. Until then, I encourage you to visit our website, diamond-consultants.com and click on the tools and resources link for some valuable content. And if you're not a recipient of our weekly email, Perspectives for Advisors, click on the blog link to browse recent articles. Feel free to email or call me with any specific questions. I can be reached at 908-879-1002 or by email at mdiamond at diamond-consultants.com. And please note that all requests are handled with complete discretion and confidentiality. Thank you for listening. I also want to thank wealthmanagement.com for sharing this podcast with their viewers and subscribers. This is Mindy Diamond on Independence. Independence.